This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story Season 7 Cult here on BaldMove.com. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we're here to talk about episode 704 11 9. Do you see what they did there? Uh, they yes. flipped 9 11 ass over a tea kettle, and uh. it's, a, it's a brand new disaster. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what. Did you think of this episode, Cecily? Um, I like this episode because it <laughs> sounds like you're rece- put together a bunch of plot points that we didn't have a uh, an idea of before. Okay, I did not like this episode because it's like just tell your story the way that the story should be told. Just tell it in the order that you really want to tell it in. If the story starts before election day, just tell the story before election day. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you because like I I actually think that's just, I know that's a stupid gripe that doesn't make sense. But. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're going to we're gonna preach here uh, together. We're gonna bring the congregation together over <laughs> this one. Uh, this uh, this I think is the first kind of bad episode of the season because the the thing is when you start start to think about it, this is this feels very Walking Dead, and what I mean by that is. They have a plot that doesn't make a lot of sense and is not super compelling if told like you know from point A to point B. So they do this th- these things the 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 build artificial tension and mystery. When there's no mystery, they're just withholding information that happened in the past. It's it's a really damned odd thing, and like I've seen it done very very well, but that. The, the level of difficulty to do some kind of really timey-wimey inside-out storyline is incredibly high. For every memento, you've got a dozen films that try that and just come off as hack. And this this feels, you know, like I said, like I, I get all this bad, like, it's a, is it a, it's a twist that Ivy was working with Kai because the show knew it all along and gave no hint at that, like, I mean, people... Did they give hints? Because people were saying that since episode one. Oh, I know Ivy's in on it. But did they know that the way they, they, they know that The Bachelor's going to find true love on ABC every I season? Mean, or did they know right. it because there was hints? Nobody could have known that unless you've seen the script or episodes in advance. Or, Ryan, or, no you, or you follow Ryan Murphy on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter <right. laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know what the level of Ivy's involvement is. In fact, I'm going to maintain that she's not really involved with this cult. Okay. I think that she and I, she and Winter did something together before the election to make themselves feel more powerful, and I think that how can she you, probably went? I don't know. How can you explain her hiring her as a nanny and then getting all pissed off about? Uh, maybe and, and, I mean maybe Winter did just show up as a response to the application. And she didn't recognize her. No, I think she absolutely did recognize her, but I think she knows that she's someone she can trust because she will defends the people that need defending like her son 
Ah, uh, I think you're having to. I mean, I appreciate what you're doing because I'm very sympathetic to your view. I was crushed to find out that Ivy is, in fact, yep. probably in on it. Not having it. But I, th- I think you're just in. You're prolonging inevitably. You just need to rip this bandaid off. And I'm doing this for you. This oh, is it? We just need to rip this Allison pill shaped bandaid off. I just don't think she's like a it's all, ringmaster. It's all, it's or all matted like up in my arm here, and gross, I let it gross. like I let this, this scab form on it, and it's going to hurt bad. But we should just rip it off. Okay. Do you want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Uh, so it's it's sometime around election time last year. I didn't write down dates. And Beverly and Serena <laughs> And are... what they're desperately trying to pass off as Michigan, despite the fact that there's no snow. Yeah. Oh, it gets re- it gets high common in December, but I know. I don't know. We get, we got some interesting feedback. We got, <laughs> but the, the, the audience came at us this week. Between the trifophobes and the fucking uh, Michigan has big, awesome uh, urban cities. Thank you very much, coastal you know elites. I just came here I, to have a good time, and honestly, <laughs> I'm just feeling so attacked right I now. I am too. I am too. This is welcome to the Trump's America. Save it podcast. for the feedback. Uh, anyway, Beverly and Serena. So Beverly is the Letty May character that we've seen mm-hmm. in. She's the news newswoman. She's the woman on the scene. Uh huh. And Serena is Julia Roberts' niece, and she is the super young, hot, white version of Beverly, and she is sucking up all like, – like Beverly's been hard-nosed journalist and doing all these important stories and, and investigating and shit, and Serena is just uh, doing puff pieces and blowing dudes and, and slaying it, and she, it's, it's driving her crazy. Right. Uh, um, yeah, that's I, I really. That's all I've got about those two I, right now. Yeah, I think that's. I think I don't even have to say anything more about Beverly for the whole episode. That's that's her. <laughs> Just that's, about says it. That's her. Um, and then we see Allie and Ivy standing in the uh, uh, the, the in line for the election, uh, and they're talking about how excited they are to, you know, vote in a woman and make history. And no funny business. The protest votes. They're they're. This is very important to them. And Winter's there with her HRC women. They're all for with her, and Harrison and Meadow standing in line. And I don't, I don't know what what vibe I was getting off of them. Meadows thinking that like most people shouldn't vote because she thinks she's too stupid to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a montage of them voting, and we see everyone exercising their civic duty, <sighs> including Doctor Vincent. Yeah, are we just going to ignore the fact that it's in cra- it's crazy improbable that these particular people would all be in the same line and vote in the exact same what are they divided by county yeah precinct or precinct mm-hmm. at the exact same time like right before the polls closed all these people showed up at the same time mm-hmm. that's it i just think that's fucking insane well it happened when you were when you're in a affluent rural urban sophisticated hilljack community in michigan which are things okay this is the kind of eclectic crowd you get and they're all in the same precinct or ward and they all waited until or, the very last minute to vote okay. in a swing state they did they did because that's how they roll in those urbane rural uh hill jack urbane communities all right i just <laughs> i just haven't heard anyone talking about that and i just feel like i'm the one being gaslit now <laughs> uh ally cheats she votes for jill stein her green policy womp, and womp, lied right to her wife. mildly anti her her uh, anti vaxxer dog whistles and all that just didn't just didn't deter her. Um, Gary K comes in. Gary K, you'll notice is uh, um, is uh, 
the one-armed cashier from the Alley episode where she screamed. But I can't remember tons. Bono's name. Oh, Chaz Bono. Ch- I said I just locked on to Sonny and I couldn't get it out of my, my mind. <laughs> Uh, Chaz Bono, uh, he's the you know, grocery for, store clerk. He's been up. I thought he's a clerk. He's up, been upgraded to owner. For a long time, I thought that Chaz Bono was Bono's son. <laughs> From you two. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, well, he was. It was, it was, uh, you know, for his father's sonny of House sonny Bono. Sure. Yeah. So Bono, got you. Yeah. That would be, that would be pretty fun. That, you know, that works too. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. Like, Sonny was the Bono of the 70s. The, the 70s Bono. The 70s, I think it just works the because of the Bono name. You don't have the, to continue the to Bono justify of the audio. it. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to go for, a, I was trying to go for a, like a really Susie and Limerick there, and it just didn't happen for me. All right, Damn don't it. force it. Don't force it. Damn it. Anyway, he's got a hand bleeding. He's like drifting in and out of consciousness. God damn it, he wants to vote. Uh, he votes and then he comes out waving his bloody stump around and saying, "Welcome to Trump's America, motherfuckers!" Hey, Fox FX. is getting brazen. Bra- Fo- FX, FX does not get, does not give any fucks about fuck now. I know. I love it. I love They're it. Just have as many as you want, They're as long t- as you watch our shows instead of AMC shows, which as, as, I am. As long as it's after <laughs> ten o'clock, we can drop as many f bombs as we want. It's kind of glorious. It's liberating. Yeah. Uh, and and Murphy's just running up the score. He's like the 07 Patriots. He doesn't give a shit. The world record 15 motherfucks in a single episode of Basic Cable going for 20. Ryan Murphy is doing all the things right now. He's <laughs> on top of his game. He's got, I think, three successful shows on TV right now. Uh-huh. And uh, and, I, and 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 his you can't career you can't even tell from line. the quality of writing. And he just the Kardashians just adopted him. <laughs> like he's really he's really living it up. Good for him. Uh, Harrison is. Uh, I did not see this coming, but he is a physical fitness instructor. He is a, a personal gymnast. <laughs> he's a personal trainer. Personal, <laughs> he's yes, neither. Thank the, you. The, none of those. Things. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he he trains women's gymnastics teams. <laughs> He coached the 2008 Olympics. <laughs> right. Was it Boris Carolla? Was, was Carolla? Oh, God. Oh God. I'm not going to give you actual answers. Come on. <laughs> Boris Carolla? He yeah. drove a Toyota, yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was also a Corolla. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway, he's requested by Kai because he looks, he looks strong. And he, he, uh, Harrison's like, oh, I'm, I'm flattered. Not many people have taken me seriously thus far. Only Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> and he's what? Explain that he's one. He's long, strong, and bound to get the friction oh, on. He is. He's, he's. Uh, what did he say? He said, what kind of, what flavor of gay are you? And he goes, I'm versatile. Yeah. He's, a, he's like, uh, he's, a, he's a switch. Lefty, righty. Yeah. Get, uh, he's a Nintendo Switch. Gotcha. Um. He has detachable joysticks. For real? (laughs) Oh no. Well, I think technically in the gay community, he's like an um, elven fairy queen (laughs) pirate, a dark elf, bear, bear, (laughs) (laughs) all of those things. Um, Anyway, uh, he said, "What's your goal?" And Kai says, "World domination." And he talks about being gay, and then he, and then after he asks him what flavor gay is, he goes, "Well, labels divide us anyway." And you know, here I'm a red-blooded American, and that I love pussy. Uh, but if anyone's part of my crew, I'll fight and kill for them. And if they have a heart on, I'll find a way to make sure they know how much I love them. It's interesting. Interesting. Do you think that's like handies or? I don't think. See, blowies. like if if you take literally, it's like 
he might just hug him and say, I love you, man, and then pat him on the With shoulder. With a raging heart on? That yeah. is not what he's implying. No, I know that's not what he's implying, but what he's literally saying is he'll find a way to show... I'm, I'm just saying that like it would be funny if oh. he's like like Lucifer-like and the devil. like The devil would strike that deal. I'll always yeah. make sure I find a way that you know I love you. And then you come in with a raging heart on and he just... Gives he's you a gonna, firm handshake and says, "I love you." Man. Like a harm, harm, Hallmark greeting card, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then just ghosts with like a kitten on it. Yeah, um, and and also in hell you have T Rex arms, so you can't reach your bone the boner yourself. <laughs> he, the devil. I mean, he's he's a fucker. He's had millennia to hone his craft. <laughs> Let's stay on track here. Um, I mean, he traded a woman immortality for an apple. He's pretty good at what he does. You know what? The Bible doesn't even say it's an apple. It's true. It's a fruit. It's a pomegranate, probably. Anyway, uh, so this guy, Vinny, comes up. He's the guy that owns a gym, and he hits him up with this original slogan, I say, go heavier, go home, and he tells uh, Harrison there's a cleanup in aisle four. This is code for someone jerking off in a steam room, and then they have to go and clean it up. And he's the gay guy, so, you know, whatever. I have questions. Okay. How often do people jerk off in this fucking steam room? Like, is it just, is this, is this a gay bathhouse type of gym? Because I don't know. I think that... I could see Vinny being gay. Uh, Harrison obviously is. Kai is presenting himself as a potential, you know, pinch hitter. I, I'm like, I just don't know how many times are people jacking off? Cause I feel like you, you, I you're... just think that all men do Not is in steam rooms, not in public areas. Okay. I don't think that you're really the foremost expert on what people do in steam rooms. In That's gyms. true. That's true. I have been, I have been corrected publicly on that front. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I see my place in the world. Second question. How do they know? That room was foggy as fuck. Did someone come in and just like, this smells like bleach? Or does the person on the way out says, hey, I cranked one off in there. You might want to take care of it. I think it. it's like, just like it's the the assumption, the unspoken agreement. Like I'm, uh, I'm a naked man and I'm sweaty, so I'm going to jerk off in this room. Yeah, that's why they, why, why they tell you to wear sandals in those public areas. Just because they just assume every, the, the floor Precisely. is Every If you go inside stooge. of a gym shower room, yeah. men's or women's, yeah. floors are covered in cum. Yeah, like don't go in there with a black light. The, I mean, the steam room's the only one they clean. Uh huh. Because it just, when the steam and the cum mix together, it gets real nasty. But I bet it does. But the rest of the All shower. All those denatured rooms, proteins are not. They not just pour good. bleach on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I imagine it's like if you leave yogurt, a cup of yogurt out in the sun, that's pretty much what, what you're dealing with. Exactly. When you put, put the spooge to the steam room treatment. Uh, so. <sighs> Harrison cleans up the jizz. After he's done with that, he walks into the men's room and finds Kai jerking off in a shower, but he says, no fret, friend. I'll clean this one up myself. Wink. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get that either. Like, he was, I guess, showing off what he's got. So he ignored the clown drawn in steam. Right, because that's just something dudes do. That's just something buddies do. Just, like, jerking off. They just can't help it. Like, that's what gets me off, just drawing furiously at the Uh same time. Uh But Kai's having the shower with the door open. Right. But they've already established pretty openly in the previous scene that he's not interested in him sexually, but if he needs him, he'll find a way. This is him, like, aggressively coming on to him, don't you think? Yeah, and I also think that this is uh, this this fitness center in Michigan is actually one of those uh, you know, rural urban base area style bathhouses. 
where men meet and they do things like this. They're like they're like showing off. Hey, are you interested? Because I can't figure out how else there'd think... be so many people jerking when the doors open and okay. in the open steam rooms. All right. Do you have something? To do do we do we want to get off the spooge topic? Do we want to get on firmer footing? Yes. We want to have something a little less slippery. Uh, Harrison is at home with Meadow, and he's got a little spring to his step because he's had this uh, weird, flirty new customer, and he's just uh, just just awakening all kinds of things. Not a care in the world. Yep. And guess what? Meadow says, "I screwed up." They're going to foreclose the home, and we're going to get kicked out in like three days. She's concealed them not paying this $1,500 mortgage for six months? You have Seven? To, you have to default for a pretty long time. Pretty long time before they send you the first letter. And then it's like, I think from the first letter, it's like a 90-day process. Right. And for me, it would be like, uh, I'm losing my house and I'm getting divorced. Right. At the same time. Yeah, right. Because that's an insane thing to hide from someone. It sure as shit is. And you can sit on the couch and drink wine, but you can't go get a job? I mean, obviously, she's got a lot of issues, but the, I, I can't believe Harrison was as calm about it as he was. And I can't believe he didn't shut her down harder when he try, she tried to mount him and... Ro- like. That, you know, no one no, would no, know about their relationship. That's just a, such a spectacularly bad idea. Right. And then I think about it and I think about. Like, I would think it's the, like, like if you had concealed the fact that we're getting foreclosed from our home for nine months and like three, 30 seconds later you were trying to grind up on me, I would be fucking furious and disgusted that you were trying to get yourself off the hook with such a naked show of sexuality. If I was gay and you were my beard, I would be like nuclear about it. Oh my god, do you have a boner right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's an insane thing to do to anyone. No, nah, I hit the steam room before we came over. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's and then her showing up later with the big shopping bag. Yeah. Although it was ninety eight it was isn't one of those dollars like ninety eight. No, it was bolt. like a nice big plastic bag mm. with like the rope handles, you know. She went to Steinmart or something. Hey, you spend twenty five bucks at a dollar general, they'll get you a big bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I judged that too harshly. Maybe it was just food or whatever, but it just seemed like she was coming back from a shopping trip because this woman is implacable. Right. What does she want? Who even is she? Right. I did. They did try to. It, it is pretty pretty pathetic her blame game. I mean, like I get the whole cancer. She got me at cancer, but then him forcing her to get a job at a craft store and her getting sexually harassed. First of all, they don't say, but I assume it's Hobby Lobby, right? Hobby yeah, Lobby is the obviously. kind of craft store where you get sexually harassed. I mean, or Can we Joey agree on Fabrics. That? Joey, maybe? maybe not Joey. a Michael's. It, it's not a Michael's. Definitely not. That Mike, is an upstanding store. That, that vets their employees. Yes. So I just wanted to get that digging. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have very strong oh, opinions about craft stores. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I think that it, people who are in disability are faking it or can do more. That's not what I mean at all. But she obviously you think Meadow is definitely. I mean, she's capable of getting a job. She went out and got a job, a and then yeah, she's definitely milking it a bit. Yeah, and she's and if, if, the if, fact she's that more they ever thought they anything, could survive on his seems. salary alone is crazy to me. Right, that's a huge house. Right, actually, if I thought for fifteen hundred dollars, that's not not a bad deal for the size of home they got. Right. Anyway, uh, Vinny tells Harrison to upsell Kai because he's had twelve. He had his twelve instructor gymnast personal trainer package. So and it's been twelve weeks since the election. Well, is that what they're telling see, us? See, when I had a personal trainer, I did like two or three times a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Show so off. like, 
Uh, I'm just just dropping my knowledge, you know, uh, okay. from my unique experiences in life. <laughs> uh, it's called podcasting. Okay, so it's been three weeks since the election. It's been yeah, it's been a while. And uh, he says, "Look, you got to upsell this guy because he's going to get off the hook." And then he goes and tries to Vinny up Kai, and Kai says, "Hey, what what what's with this Vinny douchebag bull- clean up an aisle for bullshit?" And Harrison essentially says, you're positive and transformative. I think I'll be a murderer now. And Vinny asks him one more fucking time to clean up an aisle four. And uh, Harrison kills him. Kills him. Kills him. Kills this guy who I must say looks kind of like a roided out Remy Malik from Mr. Robot. I can see that. Yeah. It's because he looks exactly like that. (laughs) Okay. Like, Like if Remy Malik got really angry, he would turn into this guy. Like Hulk angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he he got killed. He got killed. He did die. He did. He did die. This is he, this is he the fastest his mind about. I think how he felt about having killed a person. Uh huh. And then he wakes up and he's got the chance to save him, and he kills him anyway. Right. So um, I know Kai's pretty much got him wrapped on his finger, right? I know, but the thing is, the funny is like this is the fastest turn to the dark side since Anakin Skywalker murdered a room full of younglings. He went from like "What have I done?" to "I now must serve you, my master." Like in the space of a commercial break, and it's a little crazy. I mean, he's finding people who are re- already on the edge, and it seems like they're just being presented to him. But his success rate is like a hundred percent, like. None of these people got remorse after they killed a person for the first time. Nobody, like, got the yips and called the cops. Nobody. Like, that's the thing. I mean, this is all a fucking fantasy. But I try to I, – I, I prefer shows that don't remind me as often no, that's that that's crazy. What it is. You have to be, like, a real sociopath to be okay with killing someone. I don't think that's true. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. Like – Oh, to be okay with it? Yeah, to be okay with it. Mm. Like, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer often said that he didn't remember killing people because he blacked out because the trauma of it yeah, was yeah, too yeah. much I for him. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So, I mean, yeah. For him to just be in a bathtub, just okay sawing his guy's head off, or, huh. you know, the group who of clowns that stabs Serena later, uh-huh. I assume is Harrison, Meadow, and Kai. You'd and they're have just, to be, right? Right. To just go from killing Vinny out of anger to just like stabbing a stranger Mm. yeah you're right it's a huge jump uh we follow meadow with the aforementioned giant dollar general bags or maybe they're fancy plate i I didn't recognize the logo fancy place fancy place uh she offers to blow two dudes at a motel for the joint that they're smoking but they give it to her out of pity uh she continues to find out that that's where they're staying at this motel and finds harrison and kai decapitating Vinny. They're going to do the whole uh, decapitate the head, dismember the hands, no fingerprints, no head. Probably Vinny has not got DNA on file. You're going to have nothing to go on, coppers. <laughs> hope he's got backup uniforms to sort of sell his alibi. Yeah. Because if Vinny goes missing and you lose your uniform on the same night, that's kind of like mm. big red flag, right? Or so. if you just decide not to go back to work, that's even worse. Plus, and, and then, it's, like, he did do some smart, like, they, he texted everybody with his phone that I'm going to be out of town for a while and personal, and like an emergency personal business. That's going to buy a couple days, probably weeks, to, and he'll probably just be a missing person rather than suspected of murder. And, and then they, he also wipes his computer because there's a computer vibe. You're right. I feel like that. The dish that the, the cops are a little bit more inquisitive and on the ball than that. Like, uh, 
they're going to be see a lot of these coincidences and i think they'll just really like this these this guy will be a person of interest you know what i'm saying right and kai doesn't need that kind of heat with him doing Here's all the his clown we already know from the previous episodes uh-huh. that detective is on the dole oh god damn it you're right yep god damn it god damn it ryan murphy out Thought me. Yeah, thought <laughs> me and yeah, thought me. Oh, oh, I hate it when that happens. Anyway, we flash back again to December of 2016. Uh, actually, I guess we flash forward. We flash forward to December 2016. We're still flashed back. We just fast forwarded to flashback a bit. Flash forwarded to the flashback. Yes, to show Bev being completely pissed out about uh, being sent to check out this body <laughs> that's been recovered at a landfill. Now, why Serena gets her nails did. Now, What's funny about this <laughs> yes. is it's December of 2016. This is in Michigan. December and they filmed this Michigan. out in the deserts outside of L.A., I assume. Which is nice and damp. Mm-hmm. No. I don't, it wasn't no, even damp. Nothing. It looked arid, I thought. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that was that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a central uh, highland desert that's always warm in the middle of Michigan. I mean, there's got to be. Or... I honestly, I don't know. I can't think of a place. Maybe like really close to the Indiana border, but even then. <laughs> yeah. I it's know the... that that area at that time had like two feet of snow throughout the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michigan gets a lot of snow. They, they, a that's, lot of they snow. definitely get a lot of snow. It's amazing. Especially if this is, as some people are speculating, a suburb of Detroit where you're getting the lake effect. You're going to get a lot of exactly, snow. Exactly. Exactly. But they don't even need coats. Don't even need coats. Need coats. Like a blazer, they're fine. They're fine. Uh, so they find this guy, this this headless, armless corpse, and spoiler alert, it's going to turn out to be Vinny. Um, what? Yep. Uh, Kai notices her saying on this broadcast that it's great to be back, and he does some digging on the lo- line and finds that she snapped on a interviewee after she had a string of dudes tell her Grab her right in a pussy, which is a take on the actual fucking stupid meme of grab her right in a pussy that they say to mostly female no, no, reporters. No, no. Fuck her in the pussy. Oh, was a fuck her right in a pussy? What did I say? Grab her right by the pussy. I thought I, the second time I said you the same also thing. Said, yes. Wow. Wow. So I think their take in the show is taking what Donald Trump said and yelling at the female reporters. Ah, well, yeah, that's right, right. I just was surprised I said the same damn phrase twice in a row. <laughs> uh, anyway. Are you. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I disappoint myself sometimes. Uh, so they he tracks that down, finds her that she went completely berserk and beat this guy half to death at the microphone while screaming at him. And then she has to go away to an inpatient center. She's like got a 30-day leave of absence. There's a whole auto-tune the news style YouTube video where they got, mm-hmm. got her doing that stuff. Uh, now, what I thought was really interesting about the scene is Kai is taking some kind of medication out of a prescription bottle. Yeah. He could just be like on some Oxycontin train, but I'm wondering, I still have this theory that the doctor is, is patient zero because they also mentioned, uh, Bev being checked into this inpatient facility Mm -hmm. and that doctor recommended Allie to be checked into the inpatient facility. I'm wondering Mm. if that's where some of these, like that's one of the pipelines that he's got. He, he, he sees know, these people in there. Because when she got out of the hospital, she wasn't, you know, part of the group. Yeah, but she was like, she she was waiting for someone to burn the world down. She just was too apathetic to do it herself. Like, she was espousing some scary shit. I didn't get that. All right, well, we're about to talk about it. Um, I think he was taking Adderall. Okay. I'm just saying, so do you, th- 
Would you? Would it shock? But I think he got it from the doctor. Okay, thank you. Because I was gonna say, would it shock you to find out that he? No, was I agree patient? with everything you said except for Beverly being. Um... All right, we'll see. I'm saying I got, I got a feeling about this inpatient facility. I feel like it's got real. Okay, real like I said, I agree grounds. with literally everything okay. you just said except Beverly being taken into the cult when she got out. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Stop it. Just saying. No. She was cult fodder. Total cult fodder. Okay. That patient facility, they 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 turned her. They turned her that way. She was just ready for. She was a lock waiting for the key. Anyway, uh, the head anchor. I don't know. He's named. By, he's played by Dylan McDermott. Dermot. The head Dermot, anchor. Dermot. Dermot, Dermot Mul, Mulroney. Mulroney. Okay. Is that the right name? Or are you just making something up? That's his name. Okay. I swear to God, I'm I. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, what's this guy's name? Dermot Mulroney. Bob. Okay. It's Anchor Bob. Bob. Bob, the head anchor, is flirting with Serena, and he's making plans to go take her to a cabin and fuck her uh, to help her out with her career. That's what this whole conversation is about. Bev comes in and throws up and says, I need to finish editing my piece um, uh, on the 10, what was it? The 10 worst neighborhoods? Most dangerous places in Michigan. 10 most dangerous places in Michigan, and... Um, the, like Bob wants to, her to edit it down so Serena has more time for a wine tasting piece. They fight, and they she, she accuses Serena of sucking dick to advance her career, which that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob flexes on Bev, and Bev goes and slashes his tires, or maybe her tires. Maybe they're both. Uh, Kai offer, or notices her, offers her some tire slashing advice, and then wants to go get coffee at, with her. Uh, so they decide to go to the butchery on Main. Uh, he... Wants someone with a microphone to give the fear he's selling a name and to stoke it. He lays out his resume that he was in the Army, served a tour of duty in Iraq, came back, uh, graduated Yale in three years as a double major poli-sci and woman studies, uh, black belt in karate, and I couldn't keep up with the speech. A bunch of other impressive-sounding shit. Right. Uh, which do you, I, do, I feel like that's probably true. Probably true. Okay. Um so if, and he outlines his plan to take his this, uh, the non non open city council position and parlay that into a run to the state house and to parlay that into a senate run and then from there on who knows he offers her equal power in the relationship and that's the scene the thing I want to start off with is like Adina Porter I don't give her credit for being a fine actress enough because she's mostly in silly stuff like True Blood and American Horror but I thought. Uh, she did really some really fine work at the speech here, and uh, little tears welling in her eyes and slowly going out. Like that's that that's impressive. Good job. Yeah. I Good think, job, lady. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen her do like anything serious recently, mm-hmm. or at all. Tara'd be proud. Yeah, she would. Uh, what? He what, promises her equal power. Yeah. What do you think about this equal power stuff? Because it was mentioned several times this episode. Well, it was mentioned twice. Once here and once at the end. What is why are they seeing fit to repeat that as so I don't think he's gonna give her equal power and I think it's gonna cause cult strife. Yeah, I don't with his cult life. I don't either. In his cult life. <laughs> <laughs> All right there. All right there, K dot. Uh yeah, I I that's what I thought too, but I thought like I don't know that maybe uh Kai is so idealistic that he would share power with her, or that's like some kind of like or you get to set the limits and then tell that person that is power. this this guy use nakedly using this this alt right agenda and like you know doing this like you know very naked kind of racist campaign would share power with a white woman like all the shit he's saying about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and foreigners and Mexicans he would then like 
just so you know, like like I feel like Murphy's hitting a home. It's like you want to dismiss these guys, but look, they got brilliant academic careers, and also they work with, you know, they might not they might work with a strong black. But like like I I don't know what he's trying to say there, but I thought it was interesting, and maybe that's maybe there's more to it to that than just he's going to fuck her over, right? But absolutely, he's going to fuck her over. Absolutely. Um, anything else to say before I move on? Uh, no. Did we talk about that the, they ate at the butchery on Maine? Yeah. Everyone's eating there. It's the only restaurant in town, which is why they're so successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only restaurant anyone goes to. Yeah. Plus, it's the only restaurant set they built this season, so that's that's nice, too. The location. <laughs> I stand corrected. Uh... So Serena is at a puppy adoption day, and she's being a giant bitch. You know how? She doesn't want to pick up and she cuddle a puppy. Puppies. She hates puppies. That is crazy. What is wrong with her? It's disgusting. I mean, I she deserved to be killed. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Because she had no heart. I'm surprised. What did they pull so out of her chest? Too. It looked like an organ looked like a heart, but I'm we pretty... know she does not have one. Ah. So do you think, uh, like, the, the clowns? took the cameraman's heart. Maybe the clowns aren't real, <laughs> and the heart's not real. Nothing. This really didn't happen. Right. They're ghosts. Maybe. So but the clowns, clown shapes and sizes. Did yep. you take notice of those? Dick knows the clown uh-huh. showed up. Uh, Betty, Betty Boop showed up. Meadow, I think. Is oh, the little short oh, one oh, the oh. Harrison is taller. So I think he's the tall one with the green wig. Right. And, and then Kai's the dick I've always thought clown. Kai was the dildo guy face all right dick knows the clown i guess all right people uh, insist on calling him that. everybody's feeling it uh the clowns come up and just gutter live on air well not live on air i guess they're taping a segment uh they cut her heart out and they kill the cameraman and then they march off and then the puppy sniffs the camera the puppy sniffs the camera because he's the, the ryan murphy's not a monster you know that's the thing i've been hyperventilating about this dead family dog and when she picks up that puppy and those oh, clown yeah. guys i was actually like <laughs> but like ryan murphy's not a complete monster he wanted me to know that puppy was okay traumatized a little bit but he's a puppy he'll he'll forget he'll, he'll be fine he'll just he needs a bunch of he'll just stuff those memories deep bunch down of inside. hugs and milk bones he'll be fine and it'll it'll be fine uh meadow has got talent she can draw uh very fashionista designs for clown masks it turns out and she says, oh, thanks, I always want to be a painter, but the middle-class lifestyle is just too appealing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, the only thing that stopped so her from being a a famous, successful artist is that she just didn't try. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So Bev comes in, and she says, did you do the thing with my coworkers, Serena and the camera guy? And he goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, I believe in you. Equal power, right? And then they say equal, equal power, and they power. hug it out. He's crossing his fingers behind her back. Probably. Probably. I was hoping they would cut to, like, what Meadow and uh, Harrison are doing in the background. They're just sitting there watching. Yeah, like, are She's we just being making... replaced? Equal. We didn't ask for equal. Why didn't we ask for equal power? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, Meadow. It's too late now. Yeah. So first a foreclosure, thing. now this. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so then we see uh, Bev going to work. She is on the TV, uh, and she's saying that she's got an anonymous tip that led them to find uh, the headless Vinny, or I guess the head of Vinny, the body's still headless, uh, at a underpass known to be frequented by homeless people. Mm-hmm. Those fucking shiftless bums are murderous, murderous <laughs> bums, too. 
And she goes, this is just more evidence of the sprawl of crime and decay devouring our local community. How much carnage can we, the people, endure? Also, what about the children? What about the children? What about those kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and, and it's, it's probably going to be effective at stirring up people's fear because it's, it's pretty easy to do. Yep. Um, Allie and That's Ivy the goal. Uh, are arguing about taking a fly because we flashed back again. Uh, we've rewound it. Allie and Ivy are talking about or arguing about taking a flyer on Jill Stein about, you know, oh, Hillary's lead in Michigan's safe. And Jill Stein's got such, such attractive green policies. Um, and Ivy said, look, the important thing is the first presidents, our son, Oswald, remember, will be black and female. Remember what happened to Nader? And I stood up and I clapped. I said, God damn right, Ivy. You and me, the only two ones that did. Uh, <laughs> but she's also evil, so true. Not yet, not yet. No, she definitely is. She's just, she's just <laughs> primed. She's just primed for it. Like uh, how we flip flop that stance since the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Allie says that, or I'm sorry, Ivy says she wants to go to a last ditch Hillary Rodden Clinton uh, at rally. Uh, she tries to get Allie to go to the rally, and Allie says no. Uh, there's just a bunch of people screaming at each other, yeah. and it's it's dumb, and it sounds like a nightmare to be there. Um, Gary Kay, our intrepid uh, Bono-based store owner, uh, is pointing a finger at Ivy and having a harsh conversa- a conversation with her, uh-huh. and Winter comes flying to her defense saying that this guy sexually assaulted her and then chases Gary back to his oversized lift truck that he drives because of fucking course. Because he I'm owns supr- a grocery store. Now, here's the thing. Here's here's how I know that uh, Murphy didn't do his research. That truck should have been rolling coal. Could should have been rolling coal the whole way out of that that their uh, the what what the what what do you call it? protest area? Yeah, designated free speech zone. What are you saying? You know that whole pheno- the rolling coal phenomenon? No. Oh my god. Okay. So this, there's people that, uh, because they enjoy liberal tiers and environmentalist tiers so much, they've intentionally detuned their diesel trucks. So when they accelerate, giant black clouds of smoke come out of their stacks that are specially modified to spray it out. And they like to roll what they call roll coal on Priuses and hybrid cars and people riding bicycles. And some people just cause because they're, they're uh, lovely people. That's stupid. Yeah. I just think it would have been totally awesome if Gary had rolled coal right out of that protest zone. So yeah, yeah, let's 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 get into this next scene where Winter and Ivy are having soup, presumably at the butchery. Definitely uh, at the butchery. And they're they're talking about like Winter's like, Oh, you seem so successful and you've got your own restaurant. She goes, Oh, my wife says I'm a fucking idiot or whatever and Winter's like, it sounds like you need a new wife. Wink. And then uh, Winter says, I want to be the strong woman behind the strong woman, like Huma Abedin, someone that takes that person over the top. And uh, this is something that Ivy seems like she's interested in. But she says, I regret that I'm 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 more passive. I never like, you know, that guy did that to me and I just didn't do anything. I just froze up in that moment. Yeah, that's hard. It is. You know who Huma Abedin is? He, he she's uh, George Clooney's wife. <laughs> Are you serious? No, she's the campaign. She's the <laughs> she's the chief. Was it the actually chief of staff for Hillary Clinton? I wasn't sure. Is the chief of staff or her personal assistant? That's also really I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna say what? <laughs> He's also, also Anthony Weiner's wife, right? Who's famous unironically for showing his wiener. 
Yeah. To underage girls. He's actually doing time. He just got sentenced. Yeah. How what a fucking crazy world we live in. Seriously. Jesus. People uh, just show their wieners to children. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what she wants to be. She wants to be <laughs> Huma Aberdeen. Anyway, Ivy and Winter decide the best way to empower Ivy and make her more assertive is to kidnap Gary, who we find is the actual owner of the Fields Market. Uh, <sighs> they stun him and knock him out and throw him into a basement somewhere. It's not clear to me where. I'm, I'm assuming it's Kai's house? No. No way. Okay. So it's, it's, in, gotta, like, it's some probably ab- like abandoned some abandoned building. warehouse or gotcha. maybe the if that store even has a basement. And they're screaming at him and they're wearing masks because they're trying to get a little Antifa flavor in here too. Uh, or Antifa flavor. Just, they're screaming at him, people like you don't matter. You don't deserve to have us. Hey. Which is kind of a horrifying thing for a self-professed liberal to, to espouse. Like you either believe in democracy or you don't. Like right. if you don't. I mean, it, sometimes the results of democracy suck. They suck bad. But if you either believe in the process or you don't, like if you don't, you're an authoritarian just of a different stripe. And right. that will bite us in the ass one of these days if that, that impulse is, is left unchecked. I think that's his point. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy, Murphy's uh, just is, is, is making his point. Right. Uh, Nobody seems to be the enemy here because everyone's the enemy. The enemy. Right, right. Um, Winter comes home with a blood on her face, which Kai sniffs out immediately because I don't know if you knew this, but according to Discovery Channel, a Kai can detect one part in fifty million of blood, what? blood in air, in uh, average suburban dwelling. Interesting. They can detect it up to three great rooms away. Yeah, she walks in and he's just boom there. And Got a basement full of people that are just <laughs> believing in him. And he's like, got to go <laughs> smell blood. And he says, uh, she said, she goes, what what happened? And she goes, I hurt someone. And he says, tell me all about it, which leads him to visiting Gary in the basement. And Gary is just desperate to vote. And Kai works him up and he says, uh, look, I don't have anything to cut through that chain, but I have this. And he procures a saw by which I mean both the tool and the predicament from the movie, the same name. <laughs> And he says, for eight years, they've been told, you've been told there's something wrong with being straight, white, and male, which was news to me. I did not know that you there was something that? intrinsically wrong with being white, straight, Here I am, white, straight, male, and I've been fucking living life wrong this whole you've time. You've been wrong for such a long time. Damn it. Damn for it. like super long. Well, I, those white, straight, male police haven't picked me up yet. Uh, also, they <laughs> mock you just because you like American beer and pussy. And I'm like, I like American beer and pussy. Why haven't why haven't the PC police come for me? They will. Is it? Is it like is this like it's it's like a, this weird recycling program? Like they only pick up every other Thursday after an, the a solar eclipse? Because I've just I've just been skating is what I'm saying on this. I I can't answer that because I haven't been picked up either. All right. Uh, what's because you're 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 a woman. Oh right. Right. So you're you're cool in the new world order. <laughs> just raped on site. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. That's that's the opposite of the bit we're doing. <laughs> uh, so then he just works him up into a fit of rage and uh, tells him to cut his arm off. And what's funny about all this is how hilarious it would have been had Trump not gotten elected. And I wonder with right. with with revealing that he's quote unquote good with computers or he does programming app development. I wonder if we're going to find out that like he somehow is involved with. The hacking side of the election scandal. He has to be, right? He has to be. Why? 
Well, because he's so certain that, that Trump, well, but he was kind of, I don't know. No, saying, I think the point here is that arrogant people like Ali got Trump elected mm. because there's just no way. For Ivy, you mean? Oh. No, I mean Ali, who vo- voted for Jill Stein, or Meadow, who do- who shouldn't be voting, voted for Oprah. And Kai and the stumpy hand guy, <laughs> Gary mm. Kay, mm. Um, their votes, you know, mattered. Yeah. They all made an effort to turn out. So why the f- <clears throat> So why didn't everyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's I, the thing. is like... The, I you, don't think that the hacking is going to be so much of a big deal. Well, I think or it's... Or you're saying that because Kai knows computers, that's code for he can do anything. An app developer is a master hacker? Come on. I mean, he's Come a on. master criminal. He's like... He's like he's already oh, like... Oh, I forgot. He's got the 135 IQ or something. Yeah, 185, I think he said. Whatever. But uh, it, I just think that they're going to... Since that was an element... Because you said it, it's not just one thing. Like, there's a variety of things that went into this very narrow election result loss. Um, same with the Ralph Nader deal. Like, I understand that, like, Ralph Nader literally is not re- the reason why uh george bush won the 2000 election but it was a big you know it's a big contributing i think a big contributing thing um why am i fucking litigating a 16 year old election result at this point i don't know i don't know either <laughs> just we got really <laughs> uh, we got really off well that's it that's the that's the end of the episode oh okay that's well then let's talk about this election 16 years ago no 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 uh let's i'm not i'm not sober enough to do that uh let's do uh feedback ahs at baldmove.com we got another healthy size feedback mailbag are you ready for it i'm so ready christopher p wait okay now i'm ready okay i do not think there's any question that the city that this season takes place is in ann arbor like austin texas or madison wisconsin these areas are areas with high density populations of liberal educated individuals and otherwise rural or conservative states it's completely plausible that butchery would be found in that city. If that is your biggest commu- con- continuity problem with the restaurant plot point, I think you're ignoring that these two clearly live a lifestyle with their home, car, and a copious free time. That is completely inconsistent with restaurateurs. Exactly. Man, that, that, I'm telling you, the, the, they're coming at us this week. Well, here's the thing, we Christopher. Need, we need I, I, I agree. I'm not saying that there's not a place in Michigan that exists that didn't have snow in December mm-hmm. or that doesn't have super up their ass liberals absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the fact is is that i think trying to make that's like the prevailing type of culture mm-hmm. is wrong mm-hmm. and uh um i'm just gonna pick on everything about the show all the time because it's what i do <laughs> yeah no i mean that's the thing like i've lived in at this point in my life i've lived in very rural uh very urban and very suburban communities and I've like my life has been divided into roughly thirds with that kind of experience. Right. So I'm I'm like again, this feels a little twin peaksy to me. Like I do believe these places exist. Like I believe there's a place like the butchery in some of the bigger urban areas of Michigan. Sure. But I don't think like the fields market is across the block from that. Right, this guy exactly. And you're not going to have that like and Ann that's Arbor. their closest grocery store, the one that Ivy or the Alley goes to for fancy cheeses. Right, and this little this little this little hip urban or this little hip college town in Michigan is not going to have enough to turn out enough racists to have a giant blockade of the two lesbian in town's butchery. Right, like I just like I I mean again it goes everything against my my life experience. So. Right. 
Um, but people, I think people are interpreting this as an attack on Michigan rather than an no. implausibility of the juxtaposition of this battleground in right. one damn small community. Exactly. The family, the story they're telling, the fact that everyone's connected. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. This is an L.A. story. Right. He's just calling it Michigan. Right, right, right. Um, and like I said, you know. L.A. Well, with coats. <laughs> right. Um, KCC, uh, Dick knows the clown all the way. It's the perfect name for that clown. I totally got the connection, and it's a total callback. Also, what? It's, it's rocket science, not rocket surgery, Cecily. Yeah, that's the joke. Coming at you. That's they're the coming at you. Joke. They're coming at you, man. They got. They got. They gone. They gone wild. They gone wild with this. With this American Horror Story season. All right. Thank you for explaining my joke back to me. Kim C. How about we just give a nod to Game of Thrones and call the the, cl- the dick face clown Dickin? I don't know. Dickin's right. only right. funny in a, a Game of Thrones. All context. of you motherfuckers are gaslighting me. Where did the name come from? Why did you choose it? <laughs> Why would I use it now? Is it something that we said before? Angela la 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 <laughs> says, I love Cecily, and while her speaking voice gives me life, so does Aaron's, and he's 100% right on this one. Dick knows face clown for life. What does that even mean? It what does that mean? The clown, that doesn't settle any argument. I think you're gaslighting me and the whole audience. Do you not understand what my no, issue is? No, I really is? don't, because his this face, this guy's face... Looks he has three dicks coming out of it. Well, no. F- in the place where his nose is. No. F- Thus, he's the dick-nosed clown. Well, why? What the fuck? <laughs> why do we need to use that name instead of dildo face clown that we were using? Because some of no, no some of us, this. some I of us like the dick you. nose better. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Well, That's then it. why don't you just say that? That's it. Do you believe in democracy, or are you going to be a fucking dick-nosed authoritarian? I'm going to be a dick-nosedarian. Yeah. Sarah S. Oh man, here comes the here comes the 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 most addis uh, someone's going to come this season this this episode if not the season. I'm a special little snowflake millennial and a native Michigander, so I've found myself getting worked up lately when I hear you take a fa- make fairly uninstor- uninformed statements about Michigan. All my knowledge of L.A. is based on how I see the city portrayed in the media, and one trip there was when I was 17. So I'm not surprised that if you haven't spent a lot of time in the Great Lake State. You're skeptical about how realistic some of Murphy's claims about the community Allie and Ivy live in are. It's been established that they live in the suburbs of Detroit, and based on what we've seen so far, it's a fairly affluent neighborhood community. They live in a small town, according to the show, that that has a sweltering homeless population that lives under the bridge. Uh, But that doesn't necessarily mean rural. There are small towns surrounding Detroit that sprang up when the big automotive executives were looking for more space to build their mansions. The suburbs surrounding Detroit are actually some of the wealthiest zip codes in the state. It's entirely feasible for Allie and Ivy to be running their restaurant in one of these communities and have it be very successful. You're also surprised by Billy Eichner's character being in Detroit one night a week, but the D is making a comeback. hey Oh, she's talking about Detroit. Uh, I'd be the first to criticize Murphy if the portrayal of Michigan was wholly inaccurate, but so far it looks like he did his research. Give Michigan a little bit of slack, and if you're ever in the Midwest, you should consider stopping by. Well, Sarah, if I'm ever in the Midwest, I will consider giving Michigan giving Michigan a try. It's usually just a flyover state for me, but... I mean, the, yes, Michigan, right? Yes, Michigan. Yes, Michigan. Michigan. I, I'm all for it. Okay, next email. Naomi, who may or may not be from Brooklyn... I say that because, like, she said her, she signed it like Naomi, who did she has write? not said I'm from Brooklyn. And I'm like, that's, did I say that she was from Brooklyn before and she didn't tell me she's from Brooklyn? She's from Brooklyn now? Why is are she, you... 
I don't know. I feel like the audiences are messing with me tonight. Like this, this whole Brooklyn thing. It's. Uh, I feel like I've uh, I've woken up into. Wait, what are you talking about? Naomi sent us an email and she signed it like to words the effect of Naomi, Naomi, who has never said that she's from Brooklyn. And I, when I read that, I'm like, did I say that Naomi's from Brooklyn because I wrote some note down wrong in the oh, previous week, or? Is she saying that, like, hey, I've written before and I've never said I'm from Brooklyn, but I'm from Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Or is she saying I'm not from Brooklyn, I'm just fucking with you? Like, these uh-huh. are the questions I was pondering as I was compiling the feedback. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, she's got a really awesome point. <laughs> hey, guys, listen to your most recent podcast for seven season seven, episode three, and you brought up the fact that Ozzy's full name is Ozymandias and referenced the Egyptian pharaoh. After episode three, I think there's another more relevant Ozymandias. Adrian Vate, Vite? I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Adrian V from the Watchmen graphic novel. The introduction of the bloody smiley face immediately brought this to mind. Also, as Amandius, Adrian ultimately achieves his goal by using the public's fear over an other aliens slash Dr. Manhattan to ultimately unite the world. Yes. That's a fucking solid theory. And I. It's a great, great callback. Because I'm, we all know that Ryan Murphy doesn't have an original idea. Right. And everything is based off of something else. He's a remixer. Yeah. Uh, He's good at it. Yeah, and I, 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 I can't believe that I pointed out the fact that the the smiley face motif is an homage to Watchmen, and did not point out the Ozymandias thing. Yeah, like I'm mad at myself. Yeah, especially since you're right, it also ties so well to the themes, Naomi, who may or may not be from Brooklyn. This season Ooh, of AHS. And then next time Allie goes into a therapist's office, he's going to have her do a Rorschach test. Oh, right, right. And then. Allie will be staying up late because she's too afraid of clowns, and Ivy will come in and say, aren't you being a bit of a night owl? Yeah, that will really crack it wide open. <laughs> and then she'll wear yellow and black lingerie and say, I'm trying to seduce you because like a silk specter. But like, like a giant sh- strap-on blue <laughs> dildo. Right. Like and then Dr. Allie says, what, are you trying to be a comedian? Um, oh, all right. God. That's that's. Why do we do this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We could be at home if we had stopped all this bullshit and just done a straight up podcast. We could be home on the couch by now. All right, stop bullshitting our bullshit. <laughs> um. Anyway, the season of AHS has obviously playing with the idea of how fear divides people, but could there be a plot where it unites people? I'm wondering if Kay may be pulling a scheme out of Ozzy Mandius's book and using the combined fears of illegal aliens crazy clowns, serial killers, government-sanctioned poisoning to bring people together and into his cult as a ploy for the quote-unquote greater good. I, for one, will be looking out for further connections to Watchmen and hidden smiley faces in future episodes. Hot damn, me, me too. Me too. Um, hot damn, that's a hot take. That's that's good pie. As Kai, so Kai might be a secret hero. He's using racism, ignorance, and people's desire for to, to, for, for authoritarianism for good. Is Kai the Ozymandias? That's in this? literally what I mean. Yeah, like Ozymandias it, isn't the Ozymandias. Yeah, it would. Oh, right. That's, an that's interesting. what I think. I think Young Oz is the ringleader behind this whole thing. <laughs> I I wonder though if one of the things will happen is Kai will be killed, and you're going to find out the whole season was to shape Ozzy so he could take his place. His two moms will be like the Queen Regents, and he'll be the the young Joffrey, and he will complete his uh, father. And there's also a theory about them be- being this. Like, how do people? I don't think are people. Is Ryan Murphy telling people stuff, and they're just passing it in as as, as feedback? 
Because this is making too much goddamn sense. He just goes out every night to like a different bar, different restaurant, and just like tells people all kinds of different things. <laughs> right, right. And he's quite the raconteur. Yeah. Um, Kiki K, you two are talking about weird clown porn, and honestly, I just wanted to make sure you were aware that people are thirsting hard for Pennywise from the new It movie now. And not in an, oh, they think that's the Skarsgård that plays him is so handsome way, or even a Tim Curry is a weird sex symbol, so maybe this is retroactive. Nope. They actually want to fuck the monster child-murdering clown. I'm pretty sure there's a Vice article out there about it because, of course, there is. That is amazing. I told you. And the, it just shows to show the internet, uh, it, it, it observes Rule 34 at all times. Shows at all times. Show. If there's something, there is if there, pornography if there is of that there's something. there's a porn of that something, yes. Uh, Christine from New Jersey. I know I shouldn't read into this show or think too much about it. Yes, you should avoid doing that. I'll call, I, that's, that's why we're still here in the studio. We've thought too much about it. <laughs> but? But was I the only one bothered by how easily Kay swayed everything and everyone into becoming murderers? Also, Kai has been going on rants about how powerful fear is, and we thought he was slowly trying to seduce Allie into his cult by fostering her fear and paranoia. However, in this episode, he has been manipulating others' anger and rage. Oh, and I'm sorry, Aaron. I could feel your grief when we found that Ivy is more involved than you thought. I've included a robot chicken video to help you through your grief process, which is a disturbing video of a giraffe slowly drowning in quicksand. And yes, it did feel exactly how my, my, my emotional journey these last 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, Always knew it. Always knew she was a bad seed. No, I'm I'm with you. I, I think I don't have a problem with them using anger and fear because I think those are, you know, and, you know, national pride. Like those these these are the, the forces that authoritarians do use to stoke in a populace to get them to do things that they otherwise wouldn't. So I don't have a problem with him kind of playing with different emotional palettes to brainwash people. But I am. And I don't even have a problem with, like, you know, the the idea that the average person can stare into the heart of darkness and turn easier than you think. Like, that's all obviously been proven true in history. I just don't know about the 100% success rate. I want someone to have second thoughts and, like, maybe go to the cops and maybe has to murder him. Like, I'm not saying they have to succeed. I'm just saying, like, so far he has loyal acolytes and he treats them lots of different ways and they're from different political and he tells them all different things and yet they're all working together as a smooth gang that seems hard to believe for now i think it's you know small enough you know the way that cults work and yeah, the cults true. really draw you in is that they love bomb you so if yep. you're harrison and you're the first you're the only one getting love bombed so right. you know you have this person that understands you you have this secret between you about the murder and then you bring your wife in and you stab a reporter while yeah. she's being uh recorded yeah. and then you all have this thing between you and then you know another reporter is in on it and it just you know you slowly pull people into the fold but pretty soon there's going to be some people that aren't getting their fair share of daddy kai time and that that'll be the undoing yeah or they make it to the end and everyone successfully kills themselves right like yeah, Jonestown I mean, Town or that one alien cult. Yeah, like I, I as, as soon as I said that, I realized how stupid it was because I was in a cult that you know obviously wasn't a a Kai or a Charles Manson type cult, but it was you know its whole thing was smoothing everyone's edges off and everyone's different backgrounds and beliefs and make you into a uniform unit that but you could I, then plug internet. You could t- 
take a, from any part in the world and plug them in, and they're going to be good to go. Right. But I agree that the way he's doing it is happening way too fast. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with all that, but also, I wonder. I mean, like I said, this feels so allegorical, right? Um, that I wonder how much of this is going to be like, it, it, like if this gets as, so absurd by the end of the season, where we actually feel like we were dumb to try to assign any kind of like real work, like like that. These are this is and- this is like Animal Farm. It's like trying to decipher the plot of Animal Farm, like. Well, why did Snowball do this, or why did Napoleon do that, or why was the why, why did the horse say this? Well, it's not the fucking point. The point is they're trying to teach you a political lesson, not necessarily entertain you with a complex character-based drama. I'm sure you've had that exact same. Uh, we've had this exact same dialogue in the fourth episode of every season we've covered so far. Mm. I can guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious if we just rolled that tape back and it's the same yeah. fucking conversation. Just, you know, if you get time, just edit that in, those clips. Uh, Brian's dissenting from us. He says, wow, what a great episode. It may have been the most entertaining hour of television that I've watched in at least a week. Whoa. The best part, we only had to put up with Allie being Allie for a minute. Yeah. Granted. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken... If I'm not mistaken, we did not have to endure her crying, screaming, or generally freaking out. That's a win in my book. It was a much-needed break from her constant whinging, and I really enjoyed getting a look into some of the secondary characters and what makes them tick. His hot takes are as thus. Serena pulling a switcheroo and voting for the Donald instead of HRC was a little unexpected when I first saw the episode, but after learning more about her character and how she seems willing to do anything to get ahead, it isn't so surprising. It seems right. like- Seems like a backwards choice to me if she's looking to further the cause of herself and women, but I'm a straight white man. What do I know? Right. I think that there are people like Kai. Like, I maintain that I don't think Kai is a Trump supporter. I think Kai voted for Trump because he likes the chaos that it creates. Yeah, he's a little I think tight. people like Serena are that way. Yeah. And I think that... Um. I mean, I even have friends that I know were pretty verbal about that on Facebook during mm. the election time that they were going to vote for Trump because they just, you know, want to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. Kai really came out bigly for this episode, and <laughs> I kind of like him more for it. I mean, he jerks off in the shower just like the rest of us. So how bad could he really be? How bad could he really be? I mean, I, it's just, just jerking off in the privacy of your own home and doing it in the public public shower. Cleaning up after yourself, also an okay thing to do. Yeah, I think it's all the other, like, the murdery stuff that we don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of strangling the one-eyed snake, was Kai the steam room stroker? Maybe not the first time, but I can see him setting up the situation later in the episode that leads to Harrison snapping on Muscle Man. Yeah, that's not... That's a pretty good... I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. I mean, my theory was that it was Vinny, his manager, that was doing it. Mm, yeah. Um, because that would be a really dick move. Mm-hmm. In this current time of economic anxiety, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a, if, if if America was flush. It wouldn't be a dick move. If what? If America was flush, if there was no economic upheaval, it wouldn't be a dick move. Uh, no. <laughs> Just like doing cocaine off a hooker. In this time of economic anxiety, you can only choose the hooker or the cocaine. <laughs> Speak for yourself, plebe. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't know. I just feel like that uh, maybe it's always a dick move because it involves moving your dick. That's right. 
X-rated dad joke <laughs> only on baldmove.com. Uh, the murder of Serena and the cameraman is particularly brutal, and I almost felt sorry for Serena when they first knifed her. But then I remembered she didn't want to hold that puppy and didn't feel so bad. God damn right. Goddamn right, Brian. Uh... The puppy seemed to be doing all right, though, so there's a silver lining. Sorry, Aaron. Ivy's definitely a clown. Womp, womp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you must feel like such an asshole I right do. now. I do. I feel like such a fucking asshole. Um, A-Rob writes in, hey, guys, <laughs> the guys in the truck were prob... Oh, this is the story of our beheaded, of our, of our eviscerated uh, birds last week. Okay. Guy has a solid answer for us. A-Rob. Hey, guys. Uh, the guys in the truck were probably dove hunting. Season typically starts in early September, and only the breast of the bird is used. Sounds like they're redneck recycling, feeding the rest of the birds to the fish. <laughs> redneck recycling. That's cool. I just like when you see the family floating past you in the inflatable <laughs> rings with the small child, maybe at, maybe stop hawking them in the water for a bit, or maybe give us a friendly wave, or do something other than icily fix your stares on us as we go floating past. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a dog that wouldn't that wasn't even like puppy like yeah and that dog like like the dog meant business that, that that dog and plus the dog was not even tempted to go after the fresh meat being thrown in the water do we have that many doves around here uh i yeah i imagine i imagine in the tri-county area you get a mess of doves <laughs> okay. i mean they're just jumped up pigeons okay so they have a hunting season right that implies that they there's there's a we have a surplus a surfeit of doves sure Maybe Dove those hunting, were though. maybe it was there was like a wedding recently and those were the doves <laughs> that didn't get out. They were like yeah, yeah, yeah. tortured to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like and they, that's how you get like birds to always come back because it's like they've seen what happens to right. the ones who don't. Uh, these guys are the ones who are plotting their retirement, and then these guys came in like Magneto in that bar in Argentina and said no or like no. the island. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Amanda from Nashville. Just wondering if y'all noticed that Ivy said her computer password is clowns with a Z. I thought that was interesting, especially in light of episode four. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Ivy's down at the clown, okay? That that This also neatly explains the fact that this family had a graphic clown murdering comic book yeah. in a home with a known clownophobe. Uh-huh. Clownophobe, I, th- I think. Clownophobe, yeah. Um. Let's see. Every clown attack Ivy's not present for. Right. The ones that are happening in her. Like, this now, like, the clowns were always real. And Ivy was in on it. That's the explanation. So, uh, in retrospect, it seemed pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. Some of that stuff I don't think you can explain. Like, when she lifted off the food train, the food was, like, bleeding. Yeah. And then you look again, it's regular food. She can do that. It's all gastronomy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a learned word for food food special effects. Okay. Um, okay. So we had the other thing that came up was we had many, many people angry with us for denying the tri- trypnophobia or whatever it is, the fear of small holes. Trypophobia. I was going to say that anyone can say they have any phobia they want. And if you really feel like this negatively impacts your life and has, has caused you stress and panic attacks... Um, then, then, then maybe maybe have a phobia. I I just was going off my 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 uh, my knowledge of the the thing by this Reddit subgroup where they all just essentially get off triggering each other about it. And again, like it's not like you've got agoraphobia. Like here's the thing: like agoraphobia. If a phobia is actually worth having, it has to negatively infa- impact your your life, right? right? Like otherwise, like everyone's 
everyone is disgusted and afraid of things. But, like, I'm afraid of spiders. But a person with arachnophobia, if they see a cobweb in a warehouse they work in that's, like, 50 feet away, they won't be able to enter that warehouse until someone's gone in and been on spider patrol. Or maybe they might even be able to get in there. Like... I don't like going like it's out. It's a debilitating fear. It's a debilitating. I don't like going out. In fact, I wish I was at my couch uh, right now instead of doing this podcast like I just previously mentioned. Um, but a person with agoraphobia shuts themselves in for weeks and months at a time because they're literally terrified to leave the safety of their home where they might have a, 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 a awkward social interaction or someone might make them feel unsafe. Or there's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm not. I just have yet to see someone that like comes across a fucking lotus seed pod and loses their shit to the to the fact that they can't take care of their children, they couldn't operate heavy machinery, like they hyperventilate, they have a panic attack. If that person exists, then you have the phobia and hope one day we you get recognition for it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I think some people's definition of phobia is different than the clinical one that I was trying to to use. It's like people saying and here's why I think it matters. It's like it's like it became a thing, and it kind of still is, to say, oh, I'm OCD about my fingernails, or I'm right. OCD about my comic book collection. No, you fucking aren't. No, you fucking aren't. Or, right, or you just... Or people are really quick to diagnose themselves with, like, ADD or HD or ADHD, right. you know? Right, And like, I'm not, like I said... I too much coffee. I'm so hyper. I have ADD. Things like that. I mean, yeah. we're just very quick to self-diagnose very serious conditions. Yeah, and people use it in, like, a uh, in a casual pop sci-fi, and I'm just saying that, like, this show is not doing that, and, like, I felt like it was blurring the lines, throwing in some of these other... I don't know. Fear of clowns. That's, that's probably a thing. Um, <laughs> it's clearly something the alley has. Uh, I don't even know what point I'm trying to make. Probably need to heavily edit this rant because it sounds a little bit angrier than I wanted it to be. No, it's perfect. Okay. It's really well said. All right. So there you go. Uh, come at us. Like, I felt like I felt like this is very, this is a very punchy week. Maybe, <laughs> we, maybe we've run, run a little loosey-goosey in a podcast. We've been a little bit louder and more opinionated, and it's just like uh, we're, we're cultivating, we're cultivating the, uh, the, the, the culture of conflict that we have in our feedback. Well, have we gotten a lot more listeners this year? We have. How yeah, many indeed. more? We're like like double. How many more people have we pissed off this week? <laughs> the the entire double? the entire population of Ann Arbor probably. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know what that's the population insane. of Ann Arbor. So that's is. like 150 people. Hundred at least at least about yeah. three fifty. Yeah, at three fifty. Very, uh, very small town, very close knit community. <laughs> we're kidding. We actually we were laughing and and rock and rolling through a lot of these emails, except for yeah, that was fun. But you, you guys were feisty though. You're feisty. I like it. I like the passion. I do. Send it into so a- spice. So spice. Send it into ahs at baldmove dot com, and maybe you will be considered to enter the octagon, to enter the steel <laughs> podcast with Cecily and I. <laughs> Aaron is ready. There, there we go. That's what I was trying to draw up. <laughs> HS at baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com. We got an awesome community there. You guys are honestly probably too rambunctious for the forums. Rule number one, don't be a dick. Like right there is going to be a problem for, I can tell. going to be yeah. a problem for some of y'all to get rowdy out there. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. If, 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 you're, if you're ready to take your shoes off and step inside the house, forums.baldmove.com and all the social medias. At or slash ball move, however your fancy tickles you. All the social medias. All the social medias. Um, we'll be back next week for another wackadoo episode of American Horror Story Cult. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>